BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Whiskey Raiders podcast. My name is Jay, better known as Take. I have whiskey in front of me. It has been a couple of weeks. We've been on the road. You've been on the road. It has been hot and sunny in the Midwest and everywhere and in between. Our producers were even on vacation, and that means now that we're all back, it's time to get back into the swing before the kids go back to school. So we have whiskey. As I mentioned, we have something neither John and I have heard about. And speaking of John, let's go ahead and pull him in. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. I'm excited about getting into this. Like you mentioned, this is one that we have not just very little experience with. You could call it zero, a nice round <laughs> number of experience. Between us, we have zero years of experience with this product uh, that was established supposedly in 1868, which is an unusual way to start an episode. But you guys are here for the whiskey. We're here for the whiskey. This is another episode of the Whiskey Readers podcast, guys. You can find us uh, we'll have a review of this up on whiskeyreaders.com soon. But until then, it's time for John and I to go ahead and dig on in, give our first look. Uh, we have some familiarity with this whiskey in its different forms, which is its right. own kind of conversation. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and swing on into it. This is, uh, I got to give them credit. They put all the whiskey we need to know, all the, all the info on the front of the sample. Um, yeah, that's yeah, what it's, I got. It's pretty nice. Okay, so this is Old Hickory. We're talking about the Hermitage Reserve. Uh, as Jay mentioned, we have dabbled with the liquid before under a different name, which should tell you that this is sourced whiskey coming from the label tells us it's distilled in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So we can put two and two together that equals seven as far as I'm concerned. So this is coming from MGP, 9% corn, 1% malted barley whiskey. So there are a number of other brands that are using this same distillate. Um, one of the ones that we've had the most experience with would be Penelope Bourbon is used in a main blending component there. So it's pretty cool to be able to use that that we have used to make some of our own custom blends and come back around to try this on its own as an age-dated 10-year, 117-proof sample. So this is, uh, I think, I don't know, is it the oldest of the 99% corn stuff we've messed with? You know, um, so I'm looking over the sample here, and I actually, I just saw a detail that you and I didn't cover, and I think that that's going to kind of really change, well, not change, but it's going to direct the tune of this episode, right? Like it's either going to go left or it's going to go right. And so we do have experience with the 99% corn mash, but we've seen it out of uh, West Fork with their old Hamer brand. We've seen it from Barrel Craft Spirits. They've done single barrels of that. We have blended with this time and time and time again with Michael and Danny of Penelope. 
bourbon, but those have always been 99% corn bourbon mash bills. And I noticed that nowhere on the sample, and I'm hoping that you have the presser in front of you because I do not. I do. I'm hoping that yours says bourbon somewhere on it. Otherwise, I think we have 99% corn and used cooperage here uh, because all I see on the front label here is the word whiskey. Uh, I believe we do have used cooperage here, especially looking at a 10-year whiskey with the, I don't right. want to say lack of color, but the lighter color of this. Does, there yeah. is also the visual element. Yes, this, this is a this is a little bit pale, which is, which is fine, by the way. I'm I'm not saying that if it's not bourbon, it's not better. But I'm saying this this uh, you know, we we've always tasted the bourbon component, so which means it would be 99% corn in a in a new charred oak barrel. I think this is going to be 10 years in used cooperage. And if you know anything about me as well, like that's not a bad thing. I'm I'm actually more interested in places that use used cooperage because I think they provide more interesting things at old ages. And just kind of a new look. So if you don't see bourbon, I think we might have our first 99 American whiskey. The only thing I see here that claims bourbon is just the brand name itself is Old Hickory Bourbon. Mm, interesting. So the product line here is the Old Hickory Hermitage Reserve Barrel Proof. Not stated as being bourbon at all. And also not stated. Oh, actually, no, it is stated. It is matured in 18-year-old ex-bourbon barrels. So... You've got okay. that right off the cuff. We actually know what we're talking about, even though we didn't one minute ago. Look at us. Look at us Look go. at us. We read. We read bunch, the assignment. Bunch of fucking guys who know what they're doing, sort of. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, I uh, I was excited before, but I'm even more excited now because I think that, you know, as things get older, I don't always appreciate how oaky they get. But now, you know, 10 years in used cooperage, this, this should be coming right up on its sweet spot, hopefully. Um, it is interesting, yeah. My sample just says Old Hickory. Is it Hermitage? Hermitage. Hermitage. I'm yeah. used to wine. I'm used to hearing Hermitage. Yeah, this is not. Wine. This is not French. I don't believe. I'm, is, I'm thinking this is just Hermitage. Hermitage. Okay. Someone will correct us in the comments when we get this wrong. But yeah, that's fine. I love those actually. <laughs> send them. Send them full send. I I have a port here though. I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, so, okay. As I dig through this a little bit more, it talks about the majority of the whiskey in this batch is actually 13 years old. So that's another interesting layer too, that they've got some of this stuff that's definitely mm. been kicking around for quite a while. So this is kind of cool. I like that. I'm excited to dive into, I mean, I've obviously been sipping it already because that's what I do. But aside from that, uh, what do you say we dig into this a little bit, talk uh, some tasting notes, and then I'll go through the presser just a little bit more. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. 
Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Yeah, certainly. So, Old Hickory, Hermitage Reserve, totally new brand to us. Um, you know, we get new stuff all the time, so it's not really unusual, but it's it's unusual that something shows up out of nowhere with no information attached. Um, it's kind of like a surprise. The press release came, gosh, I want to say four weeks after the sample. Yeah, it, w- it was a number of weeks after. They were like not like packed together at all. Not like <laughs> even like a little info card or a shelf talk or anything. It was just like a sample showed up. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's whiskey. I'll try it. That sounds cool. And then... <laughs> Then uh, when we were scheduling out the episodes, like, hey, when are we going to do the old Hickory one? Like, I don't know. And then randomly the presser showed up. I was like, hey, we have more information now. I guess this week could be the week we do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're perfectly happy to to just drink things and talk about them. But I, it does seem right to provide just like a little bit of info along with them as well. So now that we have that, I am glad that those things came together. It has been a few weeks. Um, I'm a lover of these high corn high age like 10 to 13 years that sounds this sounds like it's going to be a buttered popcorn convention to me and just on the nose like it is all of that but in a good way it is uh the buttered popcorn convention sounds fucking beautiful by the way i do like that a lot uh yeah this to me instantly when i smell it reminds me of the simple but delicious sort of american whiskeys that we see from bull run Old Carter, mm. some of these other brands where it's like what you are extracting from it is something that doesn't scratch a ton of itches. But what it does do in its simplicity is so great. Like, sure, I might extract five, six, seven different tasting notes on this on a given night. But man, there's like nothing in here that I'm sad about. It's like sweet and buttery. And there's almost like a little uh, butterscotch background to it. There's just like some really good, sweet, desserty kind of like creme brulee vibes to it. It's interesting that you mentioned that too, because a lot of people assume that in order for whiskey to be good, it has to be the most complex thing on the planet. And to some degree, you know, the more interesting whiskeys are like that. But also, if a whiskey can nail like a flavor profile really well, I'm thinking of like Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof, right? Like these whiskeys could not be more different. That's distilled in Tennessee. Right. It's like five to six years old. It's usually like 136 proof. Um, and, and those are the same kind of way just to like kind of put the coin on its own face here is that like, that is a one note, extremely powerful, but extremely kind of singular drinking experience and tons of people everywhere love it, myself included. My feelings are kind of the same on these 99% corns. Like I've heard a lot of people poop poom and be like, Oh, you know, they're only for blending because they only taste like these three or four things. Um, but honestly, like some nights that's exactly like I want something I can expect from my whiskey. I'm not always hoping to like sit down and pour something while I watch TV with my wife and end up on this roller coaster of flavor that I need to like sit down and really dig into and try and figure out and be like, oh my gosh, like there's so many things going on. I don't know if I like it or not. Um, and this kind of just brings me back to that. It brings me back to some of my favorite wine finished whiskeys where I'm like, yep, there's the punch of the sweetness, there's the cream, and then ooh, there's this delicious wine and then like on to the next thing. Uh, and I think, you know, I was really skeptical about this coming in the door, you know, the whole established in the mid 1800s thing, despite being distilled recently in Indiana. But overall, like it's really enticing, just kind of leading into the first sips. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that when I think about the amount of times that I ask, like, what's your favorite whiskey or what's your favorite bourbon? And for me, it's usually like 
whiskey is my favorite whiskey and bourbon is my favorite bourbon. Like, I like to use my shelves of liquor like a spice cabinet where I go through and if I'm in the mood for something that's like a little bit more fruit forward or a little bit more desserty or oaky or something that has like a funky punch to it, like I want to be able to reach for whatever it is that kind of suits my mood at the moment and not like pigeonhole myself into thinking like, well, geez, if I really want to have some whiskey, it has to be 120 proof and it has to be nine years old. So I better be drinking Knob Creek. Like I want to be able to have the flexibility to say like, Hey man, tonight I like this and tomorrow night I like that. And whiskeys like this totally fit into those nights for me. Like I love to keep the bull run single barrels around of their American whiskey too, because I think they do great things. Like, no, they're not widely complex and they don't bring an entire buffet to, to the table here, but like what they do, they do really well. And that is what I like. Like the simplicity can be fine. It doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be the most complex whiskey to enjoy it. And this falls into that category for me. I mean, the flavors there are all good. Would I like to see this with a touch more oak? Maybe. I don't know. I like it the way it is, so I don't know if I want to mess with it. I mean, it's uh, an award-winning whiskey as is, if that matters to you. I mean, this is one awards <laughs> at Bowl San Francisco and at the Ascot Awards. If that's something that you care about, then you know that it's got some reputation going with it, at least in that regard. And on top of that, it just kind of tastes pretty nice to me. That's exactly it. I'm, You know, I'm drinking it like... 58.5% is the ABV, like that is totally pleasant. Um, it's it's aged just right. It has just enough oak to be interesting. I, I still know nothing about the people behind this. I know nothing about like, you know, who's bottling this or like what's the legacy if they're doing it to do a hundred other things or if this is their flagship product. But, you know, it's kind of fun, like isolated and out on its own. Like this is drinking really nice. It's a buttered popcorn. It's toffee. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, it's just caramel and sweetness and some light oak. And it kind of makes me think that like, some nights I want to eat chocolate chip cookies and some nights I just want to eat chocolate chips, right? Like based on what you're feeling. This is definitely, this is like a very singular profile. If you like sweet buttery things with just like a kiss of oak, this is really satisfying. And it's not even like some of those other light whiskeys that like totally melt your face off where you're like, oh, you know, it's pleasant, but it's 149 proof and it, you know, it burns a little bit. Like this is, this is pleasant start to finish and it's not super complex. It's uh, it's not going to take whiskey of the year for us, but also uh, it's a totally easy summer crusher. Yeah. And if you have dabbled with some of the other American whiskeys or light whiskeys and felt that they were too high ABV, or if even if it wasn't a flavor thing or an ethanol thing, you wanted to have three pours of it on a casual Thursday night, and you realize that having three pours of 140-something proof whiskey <laughs> made your Friday morning not super enjoyable. This is, I mean, albeit this is still a high-proof whiskey at 117, but it's dialed back a good amount from, you know, the upper 130s and 140s. This might afford you that extra half ounce if you're looking to have a little bit more. I'm with you. So overall, I mean... I know you have the presser pulled up and, and you, uh, we've, we've got to some of their tasting modes to compare, but, um, you know, right away, this is totally pleasant. This is easy drinking. I don't know that I'd even put this in a cocktail. Bitters would probably take it over, but, uh, really straightforward. And that 99% corn, I'm a lover. I've loved it from years ago when you and I were blending with Penelope and we begged them, like, can we also just do a barrel of I'm just, just 99 yeah. corn? And they're like, are you kidding me? Like four grains are shtick. Like we can't give you one of the grains. Right. <laughs> we were like, come on. But you know, 
ever since then I've loved it. It's kind of fun to see that my love has not changed, even with a couple extra years in the barrel and higher proof. And that to me, like it's just it's fun, good whiskey. Yeah, I'm excited to dig into this as we go down the road. Uh, I'll probably reach back out to them and just fire a couple of questions back. Maybe we'll update on a later episode or if they have, I don't know what they've got for other expressions, if any. If they've got some other stuff on the table, though, maybe we will circle back with them, pull a few more things in and just see what else they've got going on. Um, we can end off the episode here with a little bit of whiskey meditation and I'll go through the uh, the remainder of the presser here. <laughs> and just read off the uh, their tasting notes and the information that they supplied about the barrel in a hopefully fun and enjoyable way. I'm here for it. You enjoy your whiskey meditation, and I know the audience at home does as well. Take us home. With intriguing aromas of vanilla bean, banana brioche, marmalade, and sweet corn brulee with an essence of sandalwood. It is graceful on the palate, featuring flavors of caramel corn, coffee, and orange zest with a hint of cocoa, all gently wrapped in warm, subtle notes of oak. The extended aging lengthens the taste profile and results in an incredibly smooth, approachable barrel-proof whiskey matured in 18-year-old ex-bourbon barrels cheers man that was pure art i vote that all all uh, glittery press releases in the future get whiskey medication treatment hey, meditation you, not medication ooh, meditation. whiskey medication whiskey meditation Look, i'm here for all of those if they're going to give us a little i want read, i'm going to uh, read it i don't know if i want the fda coming after us on this podcast but oh yeah okay. i will we'll, take we'll meditation the, all day we'll skip the medication for now <laughs> Nice work. That was an excellent note to lend off on. I th I think we will, uh, we've, we've done it before and I think we're certainly going to have to do it again. But thank you guys for joining us. Uh, the summer break is over. We have tons of new whiskey. John and I are really chomping at the bit to get into them. We have some really cool stuff coming up. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. This is the Whiskey Raiders podcast as always. If you're looking for more from John, you can find him at thebourbonfinder.com. And if you're looking for more from me, I am Take, better known as Jay, as always, at whiskeyraiders.com. And we have more whiskey on deck coming up soon. Thanks for joining us, guys. Cheers. <laughs>